What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, October 9th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? Oh, video games, Andrea. How have you been? I have been well. It's good to see you. It's been a long time since we've got to do this together. I know, right? I think I think last time you came through, I booked you to be with me, but then I had to drop at the last second. I don't know what the hell happened, but here we are doing yes. it. Yes, it's because there was a big drop of news about Halo, and then you tapped in to right. Gettys, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, come on, dead franchise. Who cares about him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, what's the update on what's good? What's been happening with you guys? Well, we've been having a really fun October so far. We've been streaming scary games on Monday nights for Lights Off. So that was a series we originally launched on Facebook Watch a couple of years ago, and we decided to bring it back in streaming form. And it's been stressful, Greg. I don't know why I agreed to do it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I remember the Facebook videos you guys did. Yeah, so I understand uh, why you'd set yourselves back up for that. You are true uh artists you know what just, i mean that you want to get out the there and do that. content greg just for, for the content, content you got to get out there and do it that's what i keep telling andy but he won't come wash a con drink with us well you know you just got to keep whittling him down i know i know if he was doing it on his twitch channel he'd probably do it whatever I digress Ooh, watch uh, along. yeah i know right see he'll do anything for himself yeah you know what i mean kevin that's the problem with andy it's all about him Greg, 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 you're going too real back it up back it up <laughs> well andrew i'm excited to have you we have a jam-packed news day playstation is finally talking about how the playstation 4 to ps5 god i fucked all that up uh is working how playstation 4 to ps5 works uh avengers is promising more content and it looks like xcloud might finally be coming to ios all of this and more will be covered because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can ask us questions you can submit your squad up requests and of course you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games each and every weekday however if you have no bucks to toss our way no big deal you can watch live as we record the show on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like mr yasman 300 is lexi gunner is nimbus the apg is of course if you're watching live on twitch you have a special job go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every week day housekeeping for you uh remember yesterday we had rob paulson the voice of animaniacs yakko the voice of pinky from pinky in the brain the voice of two different ninja turtles across the decades on we have cool friends uh it was honestly the best interview i've ever done and i cried he cried and a whole bunch of people in the chat cried so if you want to wow. watch that or listen to that go to youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe and please 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 give it a listen Thank you to our Patreon producers on this show. James Davis makes AKA at James Davis makes uh, blackjack and Tom Bach. Today we're brought to you by upstart quip and Brooke Linen, but I'll tell you about those later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper report. Baker's doesn't on that one. Oh, whoa. You're doing it like you're a pilot. That's what I was going I like for. It. Yep. No, I like it. Yeah, it's like the old podcast. PSN hit confirmed. Um, Andrea, too, you need to know this. All right. I am bequeathing you power today. And you know I don't do that uh, flippantly. 
Okay. Kevin is on a journey to try to get 25 stars, 25 gold stars in the month of October. If he does, he gets a pizza party. Oh. I am giving you and only you today the ability to give him stars. Okay. Right now so, he is at, what are you at? Chat, hit me, hit the command for me. What's he at? He's at seven, I believe. Is that right? Something like what that. What has he earned stars for in the past? Being a good boy on the show, doing good things, having a, having a video ready, having a graphic transition ready, you know, that kind of thing. Improving the show, having a dynamite drop I mean, in. Just to be clear, things, things I've been doing for a while, you know what I mean? Finally, I'm getting yeah. rewarded right. You know, they've been giving me money for a while, but this feels better. Well, Kevin, I have to say I was very impressed with your do-to-do's today because last time you phoned it in when I was on KD. I didn't phone it in. I was trying something new. I was so excited. But now I can do this. Yeah. I'm all, oh, uh, this doesn't look hey, as cool. This back. doesn't look as cool. Hold on. So, yeah, it's October 9th, Andrew, and he has seven stars. And so he's he's well on his way. So, let, I mean, you don't, I'm not saying don't be liberal, but I'm saying don't feel like you got to give him five today or something like that. But. Okay. Just a heads so, up. If you're so if you're I impressed them at all. all at the end of the episode, it's your call. If you want to keep him on the hook like that and see what you can do, sure. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm okay. just letting you know it's 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 out there. It's I'm all pixely. <laughs> it's eight bit Kevin. You are sixteen bit Kevin. <laughs> you see, I feel like this is distracting from the show. And here's the other thing, Andrew. We can't take away. We can't dock. We can't dock stars. Good. So we you can only be able to. Okay. All right, just put it up. number one on the Roper report. Let's talk about how the PS5 works with PlayStation 4 games. Uh, today on the PlayStation support page on their website, God, Kevin's getting more pixelated. Uh, they went through <laughs> and detailed a whole bunch of different stuff. We're going to start with Steve Watts at GameSpot, who breaks some of it down, uh, mainly how to upgrade PS4 games to the PS5. Sony and some third-party developers are offering free upgrades from the PS4 to PS5 version of games, but without a snazzy branded feature like Xbox's smart delivery. It hasn't been cl entirely clear how players will be able to claim these upgrades, but Sony addressed it with detailed instructions in advance of the console launch next month. The instructions, part of the PS5 support page, come in two varieties based on whether you're upgrading a disc or digital game. To upgrade a disc game, uh, you'll, need a higher you'll need the higher-priced PS5 uh, that includes the disc drive, for obvious reasons. Digital games can be upgraded uh, either on either of the PlayStation 5s. The instructions look fairly straightforward. For a disc version, just make sure you're signed into your PlayStation 5 console, insert the game disc, and then select the upgrade on the game hub. That will download the PS5 version, uh, which will be associated with the game disc. From then, from then on, I'm sorry, you can play the PS5 version as long as the PS4 disc is in the drive. For a digital game, just find the game in the PlayStation Store or Game Hub and select Upgrade. Elsewhere in the support page, Sony detailed a handful of PlayStation 4 games that won't be playable through backwards compatibility. Despite some early concerns that backward compatibility would be limited on, very limited on the PlayStation 5, the list is only 10 games, so the vast majority are coming over. Those games look like this. Number one, w, I'm sorry, DWVR. Number two, Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma, Volume 1. Number three, TT, Isle of Man, uh, Ride on the Edge 2. Number four, Just Deal With It. Number five, Shadow Complex Remastered. Number six, Robinson the Journey. Number seven, We Sing. Number eight, Hitman Go, Definitive Edition. Number nine, Shadween, Shadwen. Uh, and number 10, Joe's Diner. Sony also explained how Game Boost will enhance some of its backwards compatible library. It's very basic of like you put it in, it's going to do this thing for you. But other tidbits from that page that I pulled transfer digital games from PS4 console to a PlayStation 5 console. You can transfer digital games uh, and save data from a PS4 console to a PlayStation 5 console using Wi Fi data transfer. Uh, 
You can access PS4 games on a PS5 console directly from a PS5 uh, extended storage drive. Uh, PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility limitations. This is talking about playing a PlayStation 4 game on your PlayStation 5. The share menu cannot be displayed during PS4 gameplay on PS5 consoles. You can take screenshots and images by pressing the Create button on your DualSense wireless controller to show the Create menu. Additionally, you can use the button shortcuts to start, stop video recording or to save screenshots as follows. And then it explains exactly what you're doing here, how you would do that, blah, 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 blah. The HD camera is not compatible with PS4 games. Please connect the PlayStation camera via a PlayStation camera adapter. HDR is automatically switched on for the PlayStation 5 console. Turn it off. You have to go to the settings and do all this stuff. Uh, The PS4 tournaments feature is not supported on PlayStation 5 consoles. In-game live from PlayStation is not supported on PlayStation 5 consoles. And PS5 consoles do not support the PS4 second screen app or game companion apps. Andrea, it's all technical stuff, but... Are you relieved? Because I feel like the fact that they weren't talking about this forever had me on edge. Sure. Here's the thing. (laughs) I've never been a giant stickler for backwards compatibility. There's just too many new games coming out every month for me to be overly concerned with the ability to play older games. And I just don't understand why people have their panties in a twist about it. Here's the thing I think that people were concerned about is being able to move save data, particularly when we're talking about games that are in this transition period. If I start a game on PS4 and I can get the version, the newer version on PS5, I want to bring my save file and bring it with me, right? So I think that is a big thing, but this, (laughs) the list of games that aren't backwards compatible, okay, cool. And that's one of the interesting ones. We have a whole bunch of questions from patreon.com slash kind of funny games about this, but Aiden wrote in and said, Hey, KFGD. So Sony has published their list of incompatible games uh, and it is tiny. Was this what you expected? Is this an example of the internet just spinning one sound bite into a crazy conspiracy or was concern justified? Andrea? <laughs> no, the first one concern was not justified. This was just people being upset about something that we didn't get explained. I realized while you were reading this, Greg, that we still haven't seen a full demo of how that create button is going to work and what those create options are going to be. And we are now a month away from this console launching, which is kind of crazy. We still haven't seen the UI. Like, like, here's my thing. It's not that... I, I think I've been one of the... I've been trying to set people's expectations throughout this show, PS I Love You, everything else. I'm like... Whenever I'm like, well, this is how it should work. We'll see if it does. People are like, no, they've said it will. I'm like, no, I know they've said it will, but they haven't shown me shit. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see this work. And so having the support page detail this stuff, having it up here, uh, you know, you can transfer digital games and save data from a PlayStation 4 console to a PS5 using Wi-Fi data transfer. I still hope that my PlayStation 5 sees my PlayStation Plus cloud, pulls down a PS4 file if I'm trying to play a PlayStation 4 game. And... I have hope that will happen based on the fact that this is how I hoped all of this that we just saw will happen. I think the concern was justified because PlayStation was saying and not showing. They were telling and not showing, right? You want to, you want show, not tell. That's what your, I, I, you know, I was brought up on in journalism school and perhaps it's COVID and not getting hands on and things being behind schedule. And I think also just covering your ass of saying, Hey, guess what? Not every game is going to be backwards compatible. We think we're going to have it nailed down, but if you overpromise and underdeliver, that's a huge issue. Today it gets to be a holy shit, it's just ten games, and there's one Astro, uh, Afro Samurai Two fan who's pissed off. But holy shit, it's ten games, and you're like, that's great. This is awesome. This is how it should work. And as long as 
they delivered on that, I think it's way better than the alternative of being like, no, no, everything's going to be backwards compatible. And you're like, all right, fine, 10 games aren't. It would be a different story of people dunking on them. But do you think that the majority of people who have pre-ordered a PS5 or plan to buy one in 2020 are buying with backwards compatibility being a core reason why they're upgrading? I would say that, and this is, I'm trying, let's just talk about PlayStation. Let's just talk about PlayStation consoles, right? I would think people who are buying this uh, console, the PlayStation 5 at launch, and I guess this gets weird with PlayStation 5 versions of the game, but stick with me as I make this argument off the top of my head. Sure. I would say people buying PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 5 console, are going to use backwards compatibility more than any other of the PlayStation consoles. And I know that's a case-by-case basis, so stick with me. I know you already have your, your pitchforks up of, well, no, I bought my PlayStation 2, and I played Metal Gear and all these things for hours and hours. I get that. But what I mean is, for me in particular, I'm buying my PlayStation 5, and I'm so excited to see how games I've already started continue to run on it. And this is where I get wishy-washy with, well, there is a PlayStation 5 version, but Avengers, which we're about to talk to, right, is a game that I can't wait to turn on on PlayStation 5 and see how it runs. Mm -hmm. And I'm bringing my PlayStation 4 save over. So even though there's a PlayStation 5 of that game, or version of that game, arguably, just argue with me, right, that we're saying that that's a backwards compatible. I think I'm bringing personally, and maybe this is, again, like I was saying, you played more PS1 games in your PS2 than I did or something. I'm bringing, I feel, more lineage and stuff over from the PlayStation 4 that I'm going to continue playing on the PlayStation 5 than I have before. Because for me, and this is what you were always talking about, Andrea, when you were on Gamescasts and Games Dailies, this is the generation of, oh, it's the iPhone. Oh, there's a new version of the iPhone. I'll upgrade to that. Cool. And I'm playing new stuff that's going to only be available there. Uh, but I also think over there, you're going to be playing a bunch of different stuff. New stuff. Now, Andrea has put in a Discord. She has lost my audio. Kevin, do you hear me? Greg, yes. I'm going to be honest. I can see your mouth moving, but I can no longer hear what you're saying. I, I hear you fine, <laughs> bro. Okay. Can, can you hear Kevin, happened? Andrea? Andrea? Gone. Andrea? Andrea? So and not knowing, can you still hear me? Put thumbs up if you can still hear me. Yes. So not knowing how you ended your argument. <laughs> the first thing I thought of when you started it was clearly we need to make an exception for live service games <laughs> that are going to continue to receive content updates going into the new generation. I saw several people in the chat. No, Kevin, I can't hear you either. This is impressive. She's I saw continuing the argument. I several people in the argument. chat talking about <laughs> no, how they want, they're talking about Unfazed. Rocket League and... I was really like, no, 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 we're not talking about games that are going to continue to get updates. I'm talking about standalone one-off games that were published on PS4, a game like Assassin's Creed Origins, let's say. And like the idea of, is it important for you to be able to play that game on PS5? All right, I've put it in the chat. We can hear you and, and I can hear Kevin. So, so if you disc, I'm going to put a pin in that. Because we're going to try to figure out this audio issue. Exactly. Yeah. Wonders God, of I, live production the on the pandemic. internet. You know what I mean? Um, and I'll be, um, I'll be right back to the call. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if this works. That's a weird bug we haven't had before, Kevin. Uh, that's a unique one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that exactly. Is, uh, that is unique. Just her. Yeah. That's weird. I don't like it. it. Makes me uncomfortable. I'm not a fan of it either. I'm not a fan of it either. But it also I mean, bothers me not. a lot. You can't use one source for two videos, you know? One video source. No, I, don't know I, I can't use my cam link on Discord and on OBS. Oh yeah, that's annoying as hell. And it's like why? I, think, I don't really like that at all. I know, right? You couldn't figure out a solution for that. Oh, right, yeah. there it goes. Hey Kevin, how you doing? Hey man, 
Why am I? Look, oh. I can see myself on, on the side screen. There's it, oh yeah, over there. this one, right? There it is. I'm out. Yeah. Can oh, you hear us now? I'm back. We're yelling. Yes. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, yes. good. Okay, good. Yes, <laughs> We're <can>. yelling. <laughs> yes, I no. can. <laughs> Andrea, as always, busiest lady in the business and a consummate professional. You continued the argument perfectly of, yes, live service games are an interesting wrinkle to all of this. And where does it transfer over? So you want to say taking those off the table, you brought up Assassin's Creed Origins, right? Yeah, I'm right there with you of old game is old, right? And I even think if we're talking specifically about the PlayStation 5, which we are in this story, right? Uh, their PlayStation Plus Plus program of giving you PlayStation 5, you know, native for free versions of The Last of Us Remastered and all that stuff that, hey, you've never played PlayStation? Here you go. You don't even really need to worry about backwards compatibility. Right. And I and I think that those kind of things go hand in hand and why a service like Xbox Game Pass is so appealing to a lot of gamers because they don't have to necessarily worry about having their physical disc around and obviously playstation as you mentioned has a digital option as well i just every time the conversation about backwards compatibility comes up with the new consoles i just can't help but think this is only something people are upset about right now and mm -hmm. no one's going to be talking about this the way that they are now with the fervor they are now six months from today and obviously we're all, we're all in quarantine and so we get a little worked up more than we probably would normally but i don't i just don't think it's that big of a deal i think that playstation in particular has a really exciting rollout of games that you're going to be able to play on ps5 particularly with the playstation plus collection that they're going to be debuting so you can play classic sony games from the ps4 generation and i would just encourage people to check out new games that are coming out instead of being overly concerned with stuff that you've already played and if you're going to be able to play it on your new system by the sure. way you'll still have your old system unless you intentionally sell it so like you can still play your ps4 yeah i hear you and i'm very much with you i've always talked about old game is old but i also understand especially as we move towards this digital future the idea that you're putting my, like what you're saying, right? If you, uh, you know, it, people like having their physical library. They like seeing stuff and they like being able to play it, whether it's on their old system or whatever and yada, yada, yada. And so with digital stuff and PSN games, I understand that desire of, well, I own it. It sucks that I paid 60 bucks for it four years ago or whatever. And now I have to turn on the PS4. It's a convenience thing that, yes, how much does it matter? But to this point, and especially when you want to talk, compare it to Xbox, once it's figured out, it's figured out and it's over with. Right? Yeah. Like, cool. PlayStation's done it, and they've finally met what Xbox has been doing this whole generation. So, great. Who cares? It's there. You want it, uh, depending on what you want to go play with it and stuff, or games you were, you know, that you want to benefit from boost mode. Things you have on your, you know, your back li your library. Like, you know, it's weird to think about the next time I pick up Persona 5 Royal, which I will do. Uh, it's going to be on the PlayStation 5, right? Like, <laughs> no, that's you a neat feature. I will, Kevin. I kept a journal. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. The next <laughs> right. throwdown. You'll see, journal, Kevin. You You'll all see. Mark it down, nerd. everybody. Make no. Greg Miller has said he will go back to Persona. I did, and I will, and I I always will. Don't you worry about it. Um, who else? The question? Do I want to get involved here? Uh, nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, so we just got some awesome news about PlayStation today. The saves transfer. Most PS4 games are playable on the PS5 and it sounds pretty easy to do everything. But one thing felt very odd. Only select games get enhancements. Wouldn't this be the time to combat Xbox's major press over the past two weeks of every game on the Xbox Series X running better? Why leave this glaring omission out there uh, with just the NVMe hard drive load times should be very minimal. When money, just money, money, money. Money. That's why. Because it costs money, yeah. Mick. 
costs money to make all of those upgrades and enhancements. It costs somebody's time. And my guess would be that the internal production team at PlayStation is focused on new things for PS5. And the companies that made these games probably have other things on their plate that their production budgets are working on. And there just isn't enough demand for the vast majority of the library across the entire lifespan of the PS4 and the Xbox One to justify the cost to get the code up to speed where you would like it to be. Yeah, and I also think that it's a page we've already seen from their playbook on this, right? Of, yeah, certain games do it, and they're just covering their butts of like, all right, cool, yeah, some of these games are going to do it, some of them won't. Like, wait, let's not let's not overextend. Let's not talk about saying every game will because then we'll get attacked for it later on. And eventually yeah. when they expand that list, it's another PR beat for them, right? Of like, guess what? This does work. Here you go. It's more stuff for you. But again, to Andrea's point, I think that like, just the native stuff and like to you know, mix point too, just the native stuff of how it's going to run better off the hard drive and stuff like that in general, non-optimized games will run better. It's what I'm seeing on the Xbox series X right now of putting games in there, you know, whether it be Fortnite or Avengers, like I did on Gamescast. like Avengers, the backwards compatible version of Avengers is, you know, just running better because it's running better because of how the system works. And you hope that's what the case is here. PlayStation five, not boost mode, like the specific we're going and do this, but, in general, should be there. Right. Speaking of Avengers, Greg Way, number two on the Roper Report, Avengers has a message for bored players. This is Mike Fahey over at Kotaku. Uh, as a service game, Avengers is flailing. The initial excitement over playing beloved superheroes has dulled thanks to a lack of variety in late-game content. Even players who enjoy the grind of multiplayer looter-slash-shooter games, like our own, are a notice, uh, are finding their enthusiasm waning. The game's Reddit is filled with disappointed players wondering why they should keep on playing. Its Steam player base is dwindling with, le with less than 2,000 players online as of this writing. What players want is some sort of roadmap showing what new content is coming and when. Uh, what they've gotten is a bit vaguer. Developer Crystal Dynamics uh, is dedicated uh, to delivering new story and mission content for the game, but it's not clear when that's going to happen. I reached out to Crystal Dynamics earlier uh, today regarding the lack of content in dwindling player base. In response, the developer sent a lengthy statement from studio head Scott Amos. Uh, we're not going to read all of it, but I'll give you a few pieces of it here. Uh, to our players, every day we fight to make the best uh, game possible for our community. Uh, we have a great community management team at Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix who funnel all your concerns, suggestions, and feedback to the development team daily. We are listening. We are making fixes, improvements, and additions as fast as we safely can to make Marvel's Avengers the game we aspire it to be. As such, we have a number of new content pieces coming in the weeks ahead, including a totally new Warzone mission type called Tachyon Rifts, a new outpost that's a jumping off point for the new story missions in the future, and Ames Cloning Lab, which requires a coordinated high-level group of four players to beat, the new, uh, to beat with new top-end loot rewards for finishing it. And in each of these updates, we do tuning and bug fixing to enhance the overall experience uh scott goes on then to re rehash of course that they also have two new heroes coming kate bishop clint barton the two hawkeyes we know that they were kate's supposed to be at the end of october clint's supposed to be the end of november then of course the ongoing bug fixes addresses and everything else they want to do we are confident that we'll see pc players parentheses as well as those on xbox one and playstation 4 return to the game as we add exciting new late game content and demonstrate that we continue to be focused on improving the game 
We'll have more information uh, and details about the very near content drops in a blog scheduled for next week. And we have a new community and we have new community communication initiatives coming soon uh, to even more directly share fun and useful information with you. And then he thanks you and everything else. Andrea, where are you at with Avengers? I am probably about four hours in, five hours in, because when that game dropped, I was just coming back from a trip to see my mom for her birthday and then the game came out and then I just got busy with stuff and I never went back to it. And I ran into the roadblock that a lot of people did where I wanted to play with my friends, but you get that giant spoiler warning when you open the multiplayer tab. That's yeah. like, if you don't finish the campaign first, you're going to get story spoilers. And I was like, that sucks. Why was that a choice that you guys made? But <laughs> obviously after you finish the campaign, I, I think it becomes clear to people, but that's why I just kind of walked away from it. But sure. I think that that game has a lot of potential. I don't think that its launch has been as botched as a multiplayer launch as we saw, particularly with a game like Anthem, for, sure. ex for example. Right? I think that we knew that they weren't going to have as much endgame content as players are thirsty for, because that's just not the way the dev teams work, particularly in the year of a pandemic. I feel sometimes gamers are just so greedy for content that they... Forget that it takes a lot of freaking work to make that content, especially multiplayer content, and get it all to work together. And I think what they put in the box was a really good first offering, and people should just slow their roll a little bit. It's been a hard year. <laughs> Yeah, I for me, and you know, uh, obviously, if you haven't watched the games cast, we turned we had a whole different topic this week for the games cast, and then me and Fran hijack it into an, a, where the Avengers is at, where it's going, and what we want yeah. from it because we're still playing Avengers like crazy people. The problem I have with it is that people use the argument, I think, correctly and incorrectly, and it's more from outsiders who aren't playing it when they say, Oh, this game has a lot of problems like Anthem, and I would agree with that. But not in the way that, like, I, like, I think I'm having so much fun with Avengers. I see all the problems with Avengers. I know all the shortcomings of Avengers. It's the, I've beaten, you've gotten to 150, you've done this thing, and what do you do next? That's how it's like Anthem. Not how there were so many different loads between your Forge and all this other stuff in Anthem and that jazz right. that, like, kept and you out of I it. apologize if that was not clear from oh, what no, no, I no, said. Oh, no, 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 this Obviously, is not at all directed to you. the technical things that Anthem had are very different than any of the technical or gameplay issues that... Uh, Avengers had. I was talking purely from a post-launch endgame content perspective. No, you're 100% correct. This was not me directing it at you. I was actually piggybacking. We said the same thing on the games cast, and I saw people running with it the opposite direction. I was like, no, no, we didn't mean it like that. Avengers' problem is exactly what Mike has here finally uh, in writing from Crystal Dynamics. It's just not communicating. It, I, I, I was saying this on the games cast, and everybody's like, oh my god, you're right. It's been one month with Avengers. It hasn't been three months it hasn't been a season it hasn't been like anthem where the christmas decorations were up way into the new year like this is very much like all they need to do is tell us what comes next because right now the idea is that and granted i still want to do the battle passes and i still want to get everybody to level 50 and then get them to one certain ones to 150 like if they would just tell you what you're grinding for i think you'd be like okay cool that's what i'm getting ready for uh, the new cloning lab i'm getting ready for this new thing i can't wait in three weeks for them to drop the new wakanda uh social space or whatever but not having any clarity on that and having them be silent on that front and not have a new war table and not have this stuff has left everybody in this position of like well what am i doing this for and then these conversations creep in of like yeah is this game dead or what's going on with it and i know andrea you know you've 
I think of you and Fran when I think of uh, games as services, right? Like you are so into the Destiny community. This is an ongoing thing you've seen with games as services, right? Has anybody gotten this right out of the bat where you're like, oh, I know exactly why I'm doing this and what I'm doing? Not at the first launch. I think every game as service has evolved because they want to see where the community is playing the most, where the people are the most active and really what they want more more of. And so when the game initially comes out for the very first time, there's always going to be a little bit of that awkwardness of figuring out what that roadmap looks like. And there's some games that have done it better than others. I think a game like Dauntless is a really good example of a game that did a very slow rollout approach, starting with like a beta period. And then when they finally went to full launch, they had a really fleshed out roadmap of like, this is the seasonal content. This is what we're going to bring to people who are playing in the game all the time. And that just takes time. And I don't know if a game like Marvel's Avengers could have even done an early access period for an extended mm. period of time, just because of how a studio like Marvel is. Like they just probably didn't have the same desires of wanting to do a really slow early access and then a extended beta period and then a full retail launch. And I think Marvel's Avengers could have benefited from that. Oh, 100%, yeah. And you wonder what that, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those kind of conversations of what Crystal Dynamics as the developer asks for and needs and what Marvel Games as the publisher wants and needs, right? Because you figure there were tie-in prequel comics to this that were coming out around when the game was originally supposed to launch. Then, of course, when this game does launch, there's Funko Pops and there's all this other merch you can go buy and there's five gum tie-ins, like all of that stuff. Once that train's on the tracks, you can't get it off. Like, that's happening. And even now where I think there have been promoting a... Uh, novel right like a prequel novel or maybe i'm thinking i'm thinking definitely thinking of spider-man but they did no maybe it's just the comic i got i got the the marvel avengers prequel um mini graphic novel yeah yeah, that's the collection of the one shots from before i think i'm just getting i'm drifting into spider-man territory uh but yeah like there's clearly a marvel promotional plan with this and so yeah early access brings up a slew of problems for you assume, and I know this is always like exactly what every uh, publisher wants and who knows if it's actually working, but you assume you're bringing in mainstream people who aren't as familiar with the video game industry. So if they're buying something for $60 and it's early access, what does that mean? How do you yeah. explain that to people? Is there still the same level of hype? How many hours have you put in, would you estimate? Man, I wish the PlayStation tracked hours. Uh, I've put in a lot. I've put in a lot, a lot. So a, a lot is over 100? Yeah, I would think so, right? I think over 100 hours of gameplay with just what came on the disc is a pretty good value. Sure. And I mean, it's, you know, it's eye of the beholder and what you want out of it. Like, you know, because it is, I was talking about the games cast, like, it's a, it's honestly, I guess, three different games where it's the single player, which I thought was great. And then, you know, kind of whatever at the end, but like, Kamala is so great and the story is so fun. And then it is the idea that, like, for me, it's signing on to play with Sean Goldfarb and, you know, Tam or Simon or whoever our fourth is going to be and just hanging out and catching up and shooting the shit, which I know is so normal for you, but is not normal for me, right? That I've never yeah. connected with a game of the service there where I had an, a group like that. I've had friends that I've made through the game, but not, hey, my other like, friends, like Goldfarb, somebody I've known forever and worked with, right? To have it climb in there and catch up and see what's going on in your life. And then on top of that now, there's this, you know, the Saturday morning, pour a cup of coffee and Jen and I talk about what's going on in life. And I also sit there and grind out, you know, challenges for Iron Man and Black Widow. Like there's a lot Welcome, going on Greg. there. You're one of us now. It's just, it's comfort food. You know what I mean? It is that, <laughs> and it's what I always found in, I think something like Odyssey, which I talked about a lot where it would be like, 
you know, eventually who cares what the story is or what the side quest is. It is just that I enjoy that gameplay loop and I enjoy fighting things and I want to go, you know, level up and do whatever. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, I think that this is just comes down to a drought of communication, which is crazy because it's been a month. But again, in the lead up to this, they were so good about it where they had a terrible E3 and then those war tables throughout the summer were awesome. And then I still think we might be having a different conversation. And this is obviously don't interpret this the wrong way. Obviously I understand exactly why this happened and it was the right decision. I think we might be having a different conversation about it. If Chadwick Boseman's untimely passing hadn't happened. Cause you know, they opened up that, that war table on launch day being like, Hey, we had some stuff to show and we're not going to show it out of respect. We hope you all understand, but yeah. it's been more yeah more than a month since then and they haven't said anything and so if they would have in that thing been like wakanda's the next social space and it's coming even if they would have said it's coming at the end of september and then it got delayed like you'd still understand that there's more there but in a world where you do see games and services and video games in general come out with the best intentions and then go radio silent and then die it is a hard thing to like if even if, no matter how dedicated you are to be like what's happening and where is this going so I understand. I think Scott talking about it's good. I think Scott should talk more about it. Uh, I think in general they all should, but we'll see what happens next week. Number three on the Roper Report. Andrea, have our prayers been answered? Is xCloud finally coming to iPhone? <laughs> this is Ashley Stewart at Business Insider. Microsoft's gaming boss, Phil Spencer, told employees at an all-hands meeting on Wednesday the company is planning to bring Game Pass to Apple's iPhone and iPad, targeting 2021 for a potential release of a, quote, direct browser-based solution. Business Insider has learned. Quote, we absolutely will end up on iOS, Spencer told employees, according to two people with direct knowledge of his comments. Microsoft did not comment at the time of publication. Apple has not yet responded to a request for comment. Microsoft last month added a key, key new feature to Game Pass. It's Netflix-style subscription service that gives Xbox and PC gamers access to a vast catalog of games. Now, uh, Game Pass subscribers can stream many of the included titles directly to their Android phones or tablets, no console required. Notable, notable by its absence at the feature's launch was the support of Apple's iPhone and iPad. An Apple spokesperson told Business Insider this summer that doesn't allow uh, this summer that it doesn't. I think there's an it uh, allow for game streaming in apps like uh, Game Pass or Google Stadia because it is unable to review each game uh, in the services' respective libraries. Spencer, who has said publicly he's determined to offer Game Pass to Apple users, told employees the company is exploring getting the, getting to iPhone and iPad devices through the browsers. Uh, later on Thursday, The Verge reported uh, at, that at the same meeting, Spencer said that streaming with Game Pass would come to Windows 10 PCs next year as well. Good on you, Xbox. Fuck you is always Apple. Good on you, <laughs> Xbox. Make this happen by yeah, however you can. Apple. <laughs> you, you're still going to buy the next iPhone, but good on you. <laughs> Xbox. I'm glad that the, the browser solution seems to be the, the way to do it. Obviously, Amazon Luna, when they came out uh, with their announcement, they said the exact same thing, that they're going to have a web-based solution to get around Apple's or, uh, App Store policies. Cool. I'm glad. You should be. Streaming's a future, <laughs> Andrea. That's how it goes now. Uh, do you not care at all about like uh, xCloud or any of that stuff? Oh, I mean, I have had a lot of thoughts about this whole fiasco with game streaming on iOS devices. Obviously, Epic Games' lawsuit is ongoing with Apple. I think that there was always going to be a solution. Like they were always going to find a negotiation that was going to work for everybody. I've, you know, I think one of John's favorite things to say is, you know, when you have a compromise, 
it's not a good compromise unless both parties walk away a little upset. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have everybody has to give up something in order for the compromise to happen. And so clearly they're going to get there. It's just taking some time and they're stamping their feet about it kind of in childlike ways, which I think is, you know, disappointing. But hopefully uh, gamers will get the streaming service that they pay for. Agreed. I can't wait to see it happen. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, there's no DLC or quest version planned for Star Wars Squadrons. This is our friend David Jagno over at Upload VR. Uh, one major point in favor of Star Wars Squadrons in the hearts of gamers is that EA has promised to never have any microtransactions at all, which is great to hear after the loot, bot fia loot box fiasco in uh, Battlefront 2. But what does that mean for the game's future support post-launch with new game modes, DLC, and so on? Well, as it stands, there are no plans for any of that stuff. Quote, never say never, so to speak. But as far as our philosophy goes, we're not trying to treat the game like as a live service, says Ian Frazier, uh, creative director on Star Wars Squadrons. We don't want to say it's almost done and then dribble out more of it over time, which, to be honest, is how most, most games work these days. So we've tried to treat we tried to treat it in kind like an old school approach, saying you've paid $40. This is the game and it's entirely self-contained. We're not planning to add more content. This is the game, and we hope you understand the value proposition, end quote. Finally, because uh, David has an obviously longer piece here, but jumping later. Finally, I wanted to uh, get ask and get a concrete answer from Fraser directly, even though I already knew what he was going to say. Is there ch any chance of an Oculus Quest port? Quote, no plans at this time. Obviously, if you have an Oculus Quest and a link with a PC that has sufficient requirements, you can run a Quest off of your PC. But as a standalone thing, no plans at this time. So, a brief update there. Have you have you flown yet, Andrea? Have you gotten up in Squadron? Yes. We were online at the same time for mm -hmm. that multiplayer event, but we never got paired up on the, on the same team together. Could have but... used your help because Easy Allies just kept shooting me to death. And then that's the only footage they used in their video review. And that's all I've heard about for a week. So that's been fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time, surprisingly, because I don't typically like flight games. But yeah. the way that they really grounded the weightiness of the ships in that game was really well done. And I've heard good things about the VR version. I have not attempted to do VR because I think it it's might awesome. make me a little sick because I get sick in VR for very normal uh, games that don't yeah, involve yeah. Uh, space flight. So I've been putting off checking that out. But when I was part of the group Q&A for this game, I also heard the same thing. They were like, we're taking an old school approach since this is, you know, kind of a reinvention of the Star Wars flight games of, of yore. And we want everything to be on the disc in the box, you know, what have you for that price point. And I thought that that was really great. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think playing off what we were talking about earlier in this conversation on the show today Gamers today have this almost insatiable appetite for content and the demands that they make of developers are so unrealistic sometimes of, sure. hey, I, I need this, I need this, I need this. And now I get that the industry has also fed that beast, right? Particularly EA as a publisher has set gamers up to anticipate, oh, we're going to get you know, cosmetic DLC, we're going to get a season pass, we're going to get a battle pass, whatever, right? So I'm not yeah. saying that they're not complicit, part, right? They're yeah, not exactly, part of the exactly. problem. It's not squarely on, you know, greedy gamer shoulders. But I think that it's also okay for a company to say, this is what we made, we hope you enjoy it. And then if it does really well, maybe they can add some fun DLC in the future. But, you know, Motive Or just make a sequel, has, right? Yeah, Motive also has other stuff they're working on. 
Oh, that's funny. Number five on the Roper Report, I called the future because it's just a bunch of it's two stories that are like, hey, this is what's kind of happening uh, over at EA Motive. This is Matt Kim at IGN.com uh, Motive Studios, fresh off the release of its first full fledged title, Star Wars Squadrons, announced that the studio has a new mission statement and with it, unannounced video game and, and unannounced video game project. Several unannounced projects, according to Motive General uh, Manager Patrick Klaus. Klaus spoke with IGN ahead of the announcement of Motive's new mission statement, which is to, quote, to empower players to create, experiment, live, and share their unique stories, end quote. The idea of developing games that are player-focused comes up in the discussion. Quote, we have several projects in the works. Unfortunately, they are undisclosed, so there's very little I can share right now, says Klaus. What I can tell you uh, is there is a lot of ambition going into the early success of Star Wars Squadrons in the studio. Uh, A lot of appetites to innovate, end quote. When asked if these new projects are going to be original IP or based on franchises like Star Wars, Klaus revealed that the projects are a mix of both. Quote, what I would say is it's a mix of innovation and fan favorite brands. A lot of what we've been trying uh, to have is balance in our, pro- our product range. On top of that, I want to say one of the key ingredients for us, it, oh, us dot, 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 is very much on creating some experiences that are going to empower players through gameplay to experiment. So that's piggybacking off of what we just talked about. And here's a $40 game. I think they go hand in hand. Because I do think that, you know, Squadron started as a passion project at Motive. Some people who just got together, tinkered around, and then made it into this thing. And I think it is an example of EA understanding how they fucked up in the past, what the gamer perception of them is, and cool. This is a smaller game, and let's not try to bloat it. Let's not try to do a bunch of different stuff. Let's just put it out for $40, no microtransactions, and see if it works. And so you figure if it is working and winning them goodwill and has gamers going, oh my God, I'd love DLC. Oh my God, I'd love to to come to another platform. That's what you want, right, Andrea? We talk about, yes, the beast has been fed, especially by EA and a million other people with microtransactions, DLC, you know, this constant drip feed of content. But the old adage is you always want to leave them wanting more. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you'd hope that, yeah, early success off this would be like, oh, what what, what else could we do in that universe? What else could we do if we have reinvigorated the Star Wars flight sim? Let alone, what do you want to do innovatively? I think that their mission statement was, I I know that it's important to have one, but I kind of chuckled a little bit when you read the line about making games for players. Who else (laughs) are you making them for? (laughs) I was like, wait, what? What does that even mean? Mission statements are weird. Have you ever heard one where you're like, this is it, man. I get it. This is, this inspires me. Uh, yes, actually, Target's mission statement, I don't know if it's changed now, but it used to be to be the best company to work for. Oh, okay. I can do that. I can do that. And I was like, that seems like a really straightforward, easy thing to strive for. I remember, and this is, this is not anybody who's at IGN now anymore, I assure you, but I remember when IGN had, was like the corporate suits were trying to make mission statements. I was like, what are you doing? And then it was like, we had like the three eyes, like Kurt Angle or whatever it was. I was like, what, what is this? Stop it. Let's just talk about video games and have fun. Uh, the other update I have for you in terms of the future uh, is Moon Studios talking about Ori. This is Joe Scrabbles, a made-up name at IGN.com. Um, <laughs> Moon Studios doesn't have any new Ori games planned right now, but has, quote, left the door open for a return to the series, perhaps in a prequel or spinoff. One spinoff the team doesn't have much control over, but would very much like to see is Ori making an appearance in Super Smash Brothers. 
With Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps now complete, the studio has previously said that it's happy with how Ori's story ended. In a new interview with IGN, the team made clear that was still the case, but it doesn't necessarily mean Moon won't return to the world it created. And obviously, there's a longer interview with uh, Joe Scrabbles or whoever actually did it under the pen name uh, talking to it, but that's the synopsis of it for your future. Did you connect with the Ori games, Andrea? Oh, yes. Loved it. I thought Ori and the Will of the Wisps was phenomenal. It's one of my Game of the Year contenders. I thought it was really well done on a variety of levels. So great. I think Ori would be a fun addition to Smash. Um, And I think that uh, that'd be cool. But I also don't play Smash. So whatevs. Whatevs. (laughs) Tim just wants the spirits. (laughs) Would you, I mean, do you want Ori to be left alone or would you love more installments? I would love more, but the way that they wrapped up the story was really great. And the narrative this time really spoke to me more than the Blind Forest did, even though Blind Forest was also very good. Um, I just want to see more in that world because I think the art is so beautiful. But they they have a lot of possibilities. They introduced some cool characters that they could potentially do spinoffs of. I mean, they could also bring Ori back and do a different story with Ori as well. Sure. There are a lot of possibilities. And let me tell you. The possibilities are endless at patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go be part of the show, but also get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, Greg way, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by upstart during these economically turbulent times. Everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out upstart the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your upstart rate can be and help pay off high high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You don't need a degree or a diploma to apply, though. As someone who's taken out a loan before, let me tell you, this is helpful. This would, <laughs> If you don't have much credit history, yeah, going through your education history is helpful. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000. So you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off high-interest credit cards and meet their financial goals, free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt, and get back to using your money uh, the way you want with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Up next, it's Quip. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks, like free products, gift cards, and more. You've probably heard us talk about Quip a million times because we all use it. I use it. Tim uses it. Everybody uses it. And I just ordered the toothbrush I'm about to tell you about because it sounds cool. The Quip smart brush for adults and kids connects with the Quip app via Bluetooth. Uh, Track how you and how when and how you brush your teeth and get tips for coaching and all that stuff. But here's where it gets more important for me. Earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks. Redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip Partners. I've ordered this. I'm excited about this, and I can't wait to start getting gift cards. Already have a Quip? You can upgrade it with a smart motor uh, and keep 
the features you know and love, like the sensitive sonic vibrations, the two-minute timer with 30-second pulses for a guided clean. Uh, beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a routine. Remember, floss, toothpaste, it'll all, the re, the brush refills, they'll get uh, delivered every uh, three months uh, on the dentist-recommended schedule. Uh, join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart brush for just $45. Start getting rewarded for brushing your teeth every day. Go to getquip.com slash games right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, better oral health, made simple and rewarding. And the final sponsor today is Brooklinen. You've probably heard us talk about Brooklinen before. They're home to the internet's favorite sheets, but their towels, they're also amazing. I'm Greg Miller, and I can tell you I love these towels because I used them today, and I am dry. And they, I mean, like, right there, the towel did its job. So you already know what you need, but it was also super soft and comfortable and great and plush and all that jazz. Um, it's perfect, uh, of course, for the towel you need. Dry yourself off. Some people put their hair in towels. I've seen this in movies. Maybe you do that. I'm sure it would be plush in your head as well. Um... I love them. You would love them too. Jen loves them. Everybody loves them. Tim loves them. Uh, Brooklyn is also the perfect place to find the comforts of home, including ultra soft towels. Of course, like I said, the sheets. Of course, like I said, all the other things. They got all sorts of stuff to make uh, staying at home an awesome, luxurious experience. Uh, plus, they're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Uh, use the promo code GAMES for 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Andrea. Yes, Greg. I'm excited to see how comfortable both of our lives can become in the future, but the future is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. I don't like that noise at all. <laughs> Out today, Street Racer Underground on Xbox One and Switch, FIFA 21 on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Ben 10 Power Trip, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, The Survivalists on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, uh, Dark Grim Mariopolis on Xbox One, Smart Moves, Xbox One, Portability on PC, Swords and Sandals Crusader Redux on PC and Mac, Sunshine Manor Prologue on PC and Mac, Murder by Moonlight Call of the Wolf on PC, Conflict Europe on PC, uh, World Soccer Strikers 91 on PC, Reflection of Mine on Switch. And new dates for you. This is from uh, the Ghost of C- uh, the Sucker Punch Twitter. Starting on October 16th with Ghost of Tsushima version 1.1, you can equip the charm of canine recruitment in New Game Plus to pet dogs and turn them into allies. And you can also pet the spirit dogs in Ghost of Tsushima Legends. So if you ever wondered, man, what kind of influence does Andrew Goldfarb have on this game? There you go. Uh, the I medium. Love it. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, so I love it when they do cute stuff like that. When they're like, all right, we nailed the big parts of this game. Now we can have this weird little fun thing in there, a little nod to the internet memes of petting dogs in games. Uh, the Medium is coming out now, Xbox Series X and PC, December 10th for $49.99. And this leads to a question from Matty Poo. Matty Poo writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, hi, folks. The Medium, one of the most frequently and high- highly profiled uh, exclusives for Xbox Series S slash X, was announced today to be a launch day title. That's not right, is it? Let's see. Launch day, t- December 10th. Do I have it wrong Mm-mm. in my thing? Hold on, let me double Hold check. On. I thought... The medium. Mm. I 
I misspelled medium. Yeah, I don't think it's coming launch day. No, yeah, here it is. Cycle launch, Bloober team. Medium launches uh, December 10th, so not launch day at all. Uh, anyways, we'll still continue with the question here. Yeah, we're almost a month from launch. Why do you think Microsoft and Sony have muted messaging on launch window? Okay, now I say launch window. So what do you know, Matty Poo? What do you know, Matty Poo? Yeah, because I see here the press release says psychological horror. The medium launches yep. December tenth for Xbox Series X and S. So if he wouldn't, if Matty Pooh wouldn't have put, let me let's delete that right there, because we just get that out, and then the question still makes sense for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, most frequently, Hyper is coming out. We're almost within a month of launch. Why do you think Microsoft and Sony have such muted messaging on launch window releases? Do you think COVID has played a factor in slowing down the communication and marketing? Love you guys. Keep up the excellent work. Matty Poo. This is a similar question that was raised yesterday with Bug Snacks being announced that, hey, we're going to be a launch day title too. It was like, oh, okay, wait, why weren't you in the, the showcases and all that stuff? Andrea, what's your read on the situation for games? this close to the launch of a console still getting announced to be launch window. I think it's really smart of teams to wait as long as possible to announce details, particularly with the backdrop of the pandemic, because things can change at any instant. Every month I felt like, oh, I think I have a handle on the way the rest of this year is going to go. And then 2020 just throws another the curveball. So I think that that's definitely playing a factor. Also the First party marketing teams at each of the consoles has a very specific plan for what they want to do. And typically, you know, they focus on just a couple of games. They don't, you know, blast up marketing for every single title that's going to be available as part of the launch lineup or in the launch window. So they have to kind of pick and choose. And I know that it can sometimes be confusing for consumers, but I remember when the last generation generation launched, I think I did over a dozen different stories on the changing launch lineup. And mm, it's just mm. it's just kind of par for the course. Yeah, again, like to the medium thing, uh, nanobiologist is over here in, in chat. I see him saying, no, no, she's saying it was going to be. And it's like, okay, that's what you're saying. And that makes sense. But that's not how the question is worded because we it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's a launch and it is COVID and video games change at a dime. I think one of the reasons even when people are like, oh man, why are these games getting commute? Uh, commu- uh, why are release dates and launch dates coming in so hot why is this happening yeah it's covid on one hand but it's also like back to what we're talking about you don't ever over promise because if that is the thing here and maddie poo is saying that no no it was said it was going to be a launch game well then there you go you see it right away something changed and it moved on so why not hold these release dates closer to your vest talk about them when you're 100 percent sure they're coming out on launch day or launch window or whenever it's going to be and just not overcommit. i think people are excited for the boxes regardless of what's going to be on them Because the marketing team has to be doing something, Greg. Otherwise, they're just sitting around taking up budget, looking to be made redundant. So they got to make themselves useful. You got to have beats. That's what we were talking about with Bugsnacks yesterday. Of like, you know, why wasn't that in the thing? Because like, then what would you have heard about yesterday from PlayStation? Like you want, they want to make sure that every, every day, preferably, but at least every week, there's a few different things that are saying, hey, this is why you need a PlayStation 5. This is why you need an Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Exactly. Still not used to that. I'm ready for the Xbox One to be retired, and then we just say it's coming to Xbox, and you know it's SX, whatever the hell you need it to be. I'm yes. sick of saying SNX every time. Same. SSX, Same. remember that? Mm. Andrew, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games and tells me, hey, I need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Kessel needs help on PlayStation 4. Kessel's PSN name is Kessel Winks. 
K-E-S-S-E-L-W-I-N-K-S. Oh, wait, hold on too. Sorry. I skipped one too from new dates. Uh, it was came in after the medium question was supposed to be read. Uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales remastered and Miles Morales have gone gold, by the way. Uh, back to the question for Castle Winks. Uh, what's up, best friends? Uh, I'm looking for some West Coast Avengers or anyone still up on the East Coast to squad up with me while I go for my first 150 character. My Thor is 148 right now, and I am only able to play an hour or two every night. I'm on between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. usually Pacific time. No mic, no problem. But if you want to jump in a party and chat and replace my dwindling podcast list, I'm burning through. That's fine with me. See you on the Quinjet, Avengers. And if you see one of those brown truck delivery drivers, give them a wink for me. They're tired constantly. They're tired of constantly pulling over every time Greg yells at them too. I'm assuming you're one of them, and I appreciate you out there delivering packages, Kessel Wink, and I'm sorry that I tell you to pull over and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you want to play Avengers on the PlayStation 4 with Kessel, hit up Kessel Winks. Andrea. Yes, Greg. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screwed up as we screwed it up. Really good show today. Really great show. KDG is the only one who wrote in, and it's editorializing, but it's it's not a you're wrong, but it is something. Andrea have, asked. I'm sorry. Okay, after you're done, after you're done with that, I do have one from the chat. Okay, Andrea asked. Well, why don't they use the fucking form? Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. What the hell, chat? Andrea asked what Kevin's got gold stars for so far. I've been keeping notes. Uh, three on the first. Uh, number one was. He started with one, according to Greg. <laughs> I thought I gave him one, and that's what started, but okay. N- n- the next one was uh, for Greg for saying Greg's hair is better than Tim's. Then the n- he got one from Tim for correcting Joey on the phone when she said October instead of Donktober. Uh, he got one in the second uh, from Blessing recommending a dentist, or for recommending a dentist to Blessing. Is that the one who screwed up his mouth, though, Kevin? Nope. He went to a different okay. dentist that I didn't recommend, and now that's he's fine. going to a different dentist that I also recommended, an oral surgeon. Gotcha. Uh, then he got three on the fifth. Uh, two from Imran for explaining the star system <laughs> and for sharing Greg's photo of the Air Xbox Series X on Discord. And then one from Tim for calling the Xbox Series X a big boy. <laughs> then he got one of the seventh from Greg having uh, his Series X photo ready to go without being asked. As a reminder, in addition to a pizza party at 25 star, Tim decreed yesterday that if Tim gets, or I'm sorry, if Kevin gets 10 stars, Greg will buy him a kind of funny spring break t-shirt. Thank you, Katie G. This is the kind of hardcore reporting we need from Twitch. So basically chats. the answer, it's random. There's no real structure. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. They're not trying real hard. I do a lot of good stuff all the time, but I guess sometimes it deserves attention. Yeah, no, I'm happy to give you one gold star for your exemplary opening to the show for the Roper Report. There you go. Thank That's you another star much. added in. Uh, Andrew, what's the you're wrong from the chat? Um, so I messaged um, just click it in the chat, but when we were talking about Target's slogan or Target's mission statement, mm, mm, mm. Um, they said they worked for Target and it was be the best company. Okay. Which is also, you know, pretty a pretty good mission statement. Sure, it's on point. A little a little vague, but good. I mean, aren't all but are all mission statements are? Yes. Innovate. Well, some of, all right. some of them are very specific. What's our mission statement? <laughs> Is it like just be better? Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Okay, kind of you funny. You just made that up. <laughs> you just made that up. We have uh, one, though, obvious... right? Don't, don't we have no, one? No, we've never. I mean, You're we've always never... shouting something oh. all the time. Like Be, be better, to, be each better to each other. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go. If you want a real one, sure. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. okay oh, yeah, do you have okay, a made-up one? I think we've said a lot of 
I mean, said a lot if, of if we have to, if we have to go with something, right? I think we have Fine, to. Fine, they'd with... be better to each other. But that's, I, wait, I, no, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me get funny. there. Let me be get there. I say, if we have to go with one, let it be hail Satan. You know what I mean? Or is that from a guy who wants to get the dark mark tattooed on himself? It's true. Yeah, meet the devil. I see a lot of that going on. You know, chat, you keep shouting them out. They're all saying Hail Satan now. There's a clip for you. There's a, you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, it's Friday. You've made it to the weekend, which means this is your final Kind of Funny Games Daily because we're here every weekday. But next week is very, very special. It's Kind of Funny's Hispanic Heritage Week, closing out Hispanic Heritage Month, meaning we will have a guest host each and every day on Kind of Funny Games Daily. We have two different We Have Cool Friends and a podcast uh, or a Kind of Funny podcast led by Andy with a whole bunch of cool friends there as well. So for Hispanic Heritage Week, here's how your Kind of Funny Games Daily the schedule shakes down. I'm trying to look. Did Blessing, he didn't confirm or deny how many Kevin, days. Kevin, I am impressed that you were able to pull that fire effect up so quickly. Kudos. This is what he does. Gold star time. impressed or? Uh... No, because I cannot oh. get behind Hail Satan as a mission statement. Well, I'm sorry. It's just a, a company thing that's been going on at this point for years. Years, <laughs> Andrea. Disagree. <laughs> Never heard you say that once before really? just now. Oh, we've got a ton of videos. If you want to watch the Nidhogs 2 video, I think that's the first time we ever hail Satan. And then also the Church of Satantology or whatever they call it. Uh, Scientology? No, 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 no. The Satan Church retweeted us. <laughs> remember, Greg? I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> Next week for Hispanic Heritage Week, uh, the kind of funny parts of the story might always change, but our guest hosts look like this right now. So Monday, it's going to be me and Mario Rivera. Uh, Tuesday, it's going to be Tim and Janet Garcia. Wednesday, it's going to be me and Danny Pena. Uh, Thursday, it's going to be Blessing and Sancho West. And Friday, it will be me and Elaine Gomez. It's going to be exciting and fun and different. And that's very, very cool. Andrea, where can people keep up with you? The easiest place to follow everything that I'm doing is on Twitter at Andrea Renee. Of course, at what's good underscore games is where we post everything for what's good. Um, everywhere you listen to kind of funny games daily, you can also subscribe to what's good games podcast. We have a brand new episode this morning. Uh, Brianna is back on the show. We're talking about watchdogs Legion and a bunch of other things. Steimer was low key drunk the whole episode. So it is a fun one. Everybody. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about each and every weekday. Please go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the post show we are about to do. Of course, you get the show ad free and you can be part of the show as well. Got no books tossed away, no big deal. Twitch.tv slash games, YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe. Like I said, we got a post show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.